Matters from the Salvos. Am I asking too much when I ask you to love me? Am I asking too much when I ask you to care? In the news recently, there was an incident at one of the hospitals in New South Wales where a nurse was stabbed in the emergency ward. Most of us have little knowledge of what it's like working in emergency in a hospital, although reality shows like cops and others give us uh, a bit of an idea. Ewan is a social worker in the psychiatric triage department in the emergency department of a hospital in Victoria, and he has some very revealing insights into what the job is like and the people he meets every day. It's a tough role that uh, is not for the faint-hearted, but we certainly need more people like Yui. Yui, what qualifications do you need to be in this role? Firstly, to be a social worker, you've got to do a minimum of four years study at a university. Usually you do some um, psychology or sociology and then on to uh, social work. Some people do it as a, as a postgraduate. Myself, I have a degree in psychology. I did my social work degree, um, then did an honours year. I've just finished my Master's in Forensic Behavioural Science and am doing my PhD now, which is in uh, Public Health and Mental Health. For those that are working in mental health, you probably need to do a bit of extra postgraduate study um, of some sort to be working with CAT team or psychiatric triage. And you're now doing your PhD? Yeah, to be in my position, they wanted me to do some extra study and uh, qualify myself. I have a story behind it if you're curious. Uh, one of my first shifts um, with the psychiatric triage team based in an emergency department, some police brought down this guy and we call it a mad, bad or sad assessment, Chris, which uh, basically they bring someone down and they've done something and, and we've got to kind of figure out whether a mental illness or their capacity, you know, was involved and the police brought down this gentleman and I actually had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> I thought, oh, I've just started this job and I hadn't started my postgraduate study yet. I had the degrees behind me and they said, do some postgrad, you know, start up with this. So they brought him down and I, I did a basic screen and said, seems fine. <laughs> so I only went. Um, and uh, fortunately was reviewed by a psychiatrist later that um, backed up um, the summation. But um, so I basically did forensic behavioural science because I really wanted to understand the difference between mental illness and mental illness and, and criminal behaviour and a number of things that come with that sort of study. So, yeah. Am I asking too much? Reaching for stars that are too far above me. Yeah, look, the people I see uh, come from a range of, um, you know, different experiences and they've come down for different things. So, um, as I mentioned, I'm based in, in a public hospital emergency department with a psychiatric triage team. Look, I come from a very basic principle, which is um, that some people aren't equipped with the tools that I've been, you know, blessed enough to be... Uh, um, given um, in the ability to cope and the ability, ability to manage. Um, so I, first of all, keep that as a basic principle that, um, you know, I make that assumption. But, yeah, you do feel things. Um, whether someone's tried to commit suicide and they've written a note um, or they haven't written a note and the things that they're saying, sometimes it's useful to be reflective on how you're feeling because that's a way that they're communicating. A lot of the people that I'll deal with have developed maladaptive ways of communicating. So it might be, you know, someone with a very significant personality disorder, for example, or depression. Um, 
and how they might communicate might be through harming themselves or those with antisocial behaviours might harm others or do other things. And I've got to learn, well, these people have learned to communicate their pain in a maladaptive way, might be a trauma or something like that. Apologies if I'm getting off track here, Chris. But um, I remind myself that, yeah, I do sometimes feel um, sometimes sad, sometimes angry, um, sometimes anxious. And I remind myself, well, that's actually what the person's telling me. Sometimes how I'm feeling is reflective of what the person is experiencing and, and how they're saying. So, you know, I'll sometimes use that to understand the perspective a little bit better. But I guess why I got into social work, originally I'd studied, you know, psychology and I moved across in into social work because I feel that there's a certain section of the community that get missed out, but someone should do something about it. And so I'm reminded of that, that when I see people that I I try not to get angry, I don't get angry. I I do understand it's a different perspective for them and they're communicating intense pain and intense emotions and intense feelings. And I just remind myself of that. I guess also if you start feeling too much, it's really difficult not to be objectionable. Um, When you're assessing someone, you've got to keep uh, a certain clarity about you and feeling too much can cloud you. Um, But you mentioned anger. Sometimes you see horrible things that make you really sad um, and stick in your memory for a long time, whether they be abused children or people that have come in with nasty injuries or people that have sadly died over the years, whether in the emergency department or when they've been assessed and you can't help but feeling things following that. Can you give us an example of a typical day for you? Mm -hmm. A couple of examples and obviously to reassure everyone, I'll I'll de-identify and... uh, change details so nobody you know thinks that um it might be them or someone they know um look one person once came in and they'd done a a fairly significant injury to themselves but they didn't tell us um what they'd done it was quite a significant overdose that they had done straight into their veins and they didn't tell us and then eventually when they started to become really unwell they actually told the doctors that they'd done this to themselves and with the intent to die So they brought me in and it was too late for the guy. So basically I said to him, so, you know, why did you do it and why did you come down? And uh, I remember him looking at me and saying, I just didn't want to die alone. Um, So I sat with him basically until he lapsed into an unconscious state and um, he's no longer with us. He was a very tortured man. So... I think when you talk about some of the things that we see in ED, that's probably one of the ones that have stuck with me amongst, you know, many others that come through. But look, a typical day in an emergency department, there's not really a typical day. There's typical themes that come through. Um, it might be someone brought down by police that's really angry and agitated and not wanting to talk with you. And you have to spend a lot of time building rapport with these people because they're really guarded and they don't want to talk with you. They've been dragged down and they might have threatened to harm themselves or harm someone. You might get someone that's um, suffering a, a very disturbing mental illness and they don't really have the capacity or insight to to judge or make appropriate decisions for their health um, or the health and well-being of others around them, such as children. Um, You see suicidal people, psychiatrically unwell, agitated, upset, aggressive, you know, injuries, cuts, overdoses. That's a fairly typical day. Increasingly, there's lots of worker burnout, so I start my shift at 7.30 and it's not uncommon for me to finish at 10.30 that night. We call it a double shift and it's a regular occurrence, so... Uh, a typical day is a busy day, <laughs> but anyway. So how do you unwind after such a stressful day? Look, it's um, a couple of things. One, it's important to have a, an absolute belief in what you do. 
someone asked once asked me, do I enjoy my job? And I had to sort of like say, well, no, I don't. I think you'd have to be a little bit of a trauma junkie to actually enjoy. Nobody enjoys going down and looking and potentially being assaulted by someone. Um, but I have a really firm belief in it, um, a belief in what I'm doing, that it's an important role and it's a, it's an honour to be able to see people in times of crisis and, and to make a difference. And I think in the emergency department and with the CAT team, sometimes we go out to home visits or the police cells and we're involved in those sorts of things where we can make a difference and we can make a difference quickly. Now, we don't always see that. In fact, we usually see the bad news stories in the emergency department. Um, we don't get what's known as closure very often. You kind of deal with the crisis and handball on to someone else. So to answer your question, a firm belief in what I do is, is really integral that, that gets me up and gets me going each day. I think it's important to have very supportive family. I have the most wonderful wife and I'm very, very lucky, you know, in that respect. Um, I also think having interests outside of work are important. I play Xbox, I play squash, I try and keep fit, I go for walks, I go for runs and I have an interest outside it as well. Um, so yeah, that's one of the ways that I try to unwind. I think another way is I don't know if I mentioned I'm doing my PhD at the moment. I think arming yourself with information is really useful too to make sure that you're doing the best job that you can um, and giving the clients that you see uh, the absolute best service that you can. Um, and I think that that's really satisfying too. And I heard you're an Xbox champion. <laughs> What's your favourite game to unwind to? I'm playing a game called Blur at the moment, which is just wonderful. It is uh, Mario Kart on steroids, Chris. It's uh, great fun and it's a great way to unwind with a bit of techno music in the background. Am I asking too much when I ask you to love Ewan works in the psychiatric triage department in a hospital in Victoria. And wow, what a job. What a responsibility. So many people needing reassurance, love, compassion, help in some way or another. People like Yui are gold, and we need more of them. I love in the book of John, chapter 16, when Jesus was warning his disciples, and it goes for us too, today, how Jesus said, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world, you'll have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. Am I asking too much? 